Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we stare blankly ahead as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one not quite the big question you were expecting, minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Jonathan Dallas Carlisle. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Tabitha Carlisle. Welcome back, Carlisles. Thanks Thanks for having us. Of course. We've got you back today for minute 58. Um, another one of these just uh, delightful dinner scenes as we begin with MJ saying she thinks you're a genius and ends with her saying, please don't follow me. So uh, things are just going so, swimmingly here. Yeah, I was going to say, so things went well. That's Yeah, yeah. In, in the yes, I will marry you. Please, yes, I will marry you. Please don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> All good conversations end with a please don't follow me um i just have to say i love this line that we start with when so mj is like talking about how clueless peter is about how insulting the gwen situation is and she says like is your lab partner thinks you're genius and she had her polished fingernails all over you or didn't you notice and i just i just like that turn of phrase it's a very like it's a very tangible uh, image she pulls up there in her anger, and I respect that. I respect her poetry. What does that mean, though? Like polished? Like I mean, I don't. I guess. I guess. Like I mean, I know what nail polish is, but I just okay. Mean, I was gonna check. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what I know what nail polish is. I just mean like, what is she insinuating? I guess with that particular turn of phrase. I think it was just like a. A noticeable thing that like she had this fancy manicure and she was like using her princess hands to grab all over peter and she's like with her with her polished fingernails i don't know maybe it's less of a poetic turn of phrase and just like a weird one that sticks out but i i like the way she says it that's for sure okay yeah, i do like the way she says it that's true. i don't know like what how would you describe her like nail situation tabitha would it be like well, like, I mean, would you call she, it polished fingernails? I guess I would call it polished fingernails. But mm-hmm. looking at it from MJ's side, you know, she's she's probably feeling a little jealous right now. I mean, mm-hmm. there's this woman who is a model. She does look very well put together, you know, as far as like her clothing, her nails and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of I think the polished nails just kind of refers to Gwen in that way. It's just kind of like, here's this model polished person who is rubbing your shoulder, you know, and like actively rubbing your shoulder with her thumb, you know, everything, (laughs) not even just her hand resting on your shoulder or randomly touching your arm. But, you know, and I think, yeah, I think it's just referring to Gwen as a whole. Yeah. It's good. It's polished presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think part of it uh, might be 
uh, yeah, like a class thing, like where, you know, like Mary Jane is technically unemployed uh, and, you know, not feeling great uh, right now. Like she's kind of feeling like, you know, probably as bad as like she would feel sometimes, you know, or like before she ever got like an acting gig of any kind. Um, mm-hmm. Like she feels very low at this point. And so is the fact that like this sort of, um, I don't know, uh, well off uh, woman is uh, kind of being flirtatious, overly friendly. We'll call it if we're being generous, overly yeah. friendly with, uh, with, with Peter, with her boyfriend. Is it, it it's like kind of making her feel bad as far as like, Wait, wait, wait. So, so he could get someone else. Like he doesn't. Like we Oof. don't. We don't. Like he doesn't need me. You know. Oof. Um, yeah. And like that's making her feel even worse than she already has felt because I could imagine that from a certain point of view, like her feeling is sort of, I'm feeling very low, but at least I have Peter. You know, who's and, always yeah. really supportive in his dumb oblivious doofus way (laughs) you know but like at least i have him and now like the kiss happened and now this is happening and it's just like oh i i don't have anything i have no one and nothing i have nothing yeah i i feel like there's a bit of the like wealth thing there just because like when she first got into the restaurant mj at least her her worry was can you even afford this place regarding like peter's finances and her own because she is no longer in her show and then when gwen enters this scene she's like oh my parents and i were like just having dinner here like this is a this is a place that is so fancy that it would strain their budgets but it's just like a yeah we're just having dinner here thing for gwen right princess of new york right yeah so yeah yeah i definitely think you're right on that class thing because even if mary jane is doing well in a show i think that she still has that insecurity and still sees herself you know how Mm. she did in high school i think as far as her status class level however you want to say that Mm -hmm. and um you know i i think sometimes even it doesn't matter how much money you have you might not see yourself there or whatever stage in life you're at, you know, you could still see yourself at how you were when you were growing up. Right. And yeah. 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 That's good. Plus Mary Jane. I mean, if we're really digging in, like Mary Jane grew up in a situation where she doesn't really understand love like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, to, to her, any love that she's ever gotten is fickle and, you know, I mean, she can lose it at a drop of a hat. Right. So even if we're giving Peter the most benefit of the doubt that he would never, you know, leave her or anything like that, like Mary Jane doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he's yeah. got another option. He might as well be taking it because that's all she's ever known. Right. Gosh. Yeah. Cause I mean, and that, that bums me out, but it's, it's also sort of indicative of the kind of relationship they have, which is more about the ideal versions of each other and not about the more complex versions of each other. Uh, they're not really communicating with each other beyond surface level interactions. And, you know, this isn't, this kind of just isn't a real relationship um, mm-hmm. in, 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 in a way, you know, like they're not, they're not dealing with the, the dirt. <laughs> you know they're not they're not they're not you know uh, like working through the 
the bad stuff together. They're just sort of floating across the surface of what they think a relationship is supposed to be like. And I think that Mary Jane is starting to realize this and is wanting more out of this. Like she came to him when the bad review came and was like, I I need someone to talk to about this. And he, you know, tries to pass it off and just say, oh, you don't worry about it. Like, let's not talk about that. That's sad. Let's talk about happy things. Uh, oh, actually, I got to go. Spider-Man business. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> and then like that causes her to sort of be like, well, can I even talk to him about real stuff? And if they're not talking about real stuff, like, is this a real relationship? And yeah. I think that I think that Peter being so immature and having never been in any kind of relationship before all he's basing any of this on is just like movies that he's seen and the stories that he's been told by uh, aunt may about uncle Ben or, or I assume about his parents at some point, Um, you know, he, I don't know that he has a fully just like a fully mature grasp of what a relationship is supposed to be like. And he certainly shouldn't be proposing to anyone right now but he doesn't <laughs> yeah. he doesn't understand he like he just doesn't get that there's more there's supposed to be more to this than uh like just this basic level of love because i think they have little more than an infatuation with each other because they're not they haven't gotten out of that sort of honeymoon phase yet yeah and well there's also and the fact that their relationship is built on extraordinary circumstances that nobody else has mm-hmm. been through that you can sort of rest on your laurels there. We're like, yeah, our relationship is very special because like nobody else has been kidnapped by the green goblin and rescued from the Dr. Octopus creature while that like sun thing was going to destroy New York city. And when that's what we went through together and uh, we're specially unique in this way. So obviously we're this meant to be, but and, and then none of, course, of that is about them. Well, <laughs> no. well, but not only that, but, those things that were so special that was keeping that glue together, MJ just realized that none of it means anything because he just did both of those things with Gwen. Yeah, yeah. He saved her from a high-stakes situation, and she kissed him. So (sighs) did any of those things mean anything? And if that's what we're basing, building our relationship out of, like, what even is this relationship if you're just willing to do that with other people? Like, I'm I'm sure she has no qualms about him, like, saving her because, like, what, is he supposed to let her die? <laughs> but, like, but like he, he didn't have to kiss her. Like, that that's not a thing that he needed to do. And he did yeah. it uh, for the, for, because the crowd was sort of egging him on. And uh, it's, it's just, I think it's just making her realize that, like, their relationship was not built on the strongest of, uh, bases you know that's sad yeah yeah it's very sad it's very sad um so it sounds like you're saying like they've they've just been acting like two separate eggs in the same carton and they really need to break their shells and make an omelet together is that what you're saying yes yeah 100 (laughs) percent. yeah (laughs) it's kind of like peter is in love with the idea of being in love with mary jane Mm -hmm. and you know that he always wanted you know he always was infatuated with her and you know as he would see her growing up and things and it's still just that 
love of the idea of being in love with her, but he really mm. doesn't know her. Right. He still doesn't know her. Right. Yeah. Like, it's it's easier for Mary Jane to talk to a amnesiac version of Harry about things that are actually bothering her than her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, it's not good, Peter. Like you should... And I and I think I think the reason that he's always trying so hard to empathize with her, uh, you know, and prove that he can empathize with her, he's like making it like a like a thing where it's like she's like I'm sad about this, and he's like, you know, that reminds me of the time I was sad of something very similar. Um, and <laughs> and the reason that he's doing that, I think, is because he's trying to prove to her that they belong together. You know, like it, it, yeah. it's like he's constantly feels like she could leave me at any moment. Like I, she's so out of my league. But to her, it's like he's just he's not willing to to you know break that shell. As Jonathan, uh, as Jonathan, so poetically, <laughs> that's a beautiful metaphor, Jonathan. I yeah, love it <laughs> very much. So, very much so. Um, well, I get these these ideas are all my own. I don't uh, I, I don't get them from anywhere else. <laughs> Um, well, that's where uh, we heard him today. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I also there's this bit in here um, where there's a couple of things in this that I, I want to mention um, specifically, which is the uh, the bit where she says, "And she gave you the key to the city." I'm never gonna forget forget that. I'm like <laughs> the way that she says it of just like, "Oh, I saw it, buddy." Like, and I'm never <laughs> going to forget that. And the look on his face of just like, what have I done? Peter, you idiot. Like, he just, <laughs> it's just like all finally dawning on him what he's done. And it's, it's, it's really good. And yeah. then when he, when she asks her, him, who was kissing her, you or Spider-Man? And he's like, I, I, wh- I don't know what you mean. She says, you know exactly what I mean. The thing that I love about that exchange specifically is that I don't think he does know what she means because I think what she's talking about is like she as an actress, she probably has kissed lots of people since them being together. She probably yeah. kisses kissed someone in the play that Peter was front row for, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that from a certain perspective, he was probably thinking in terms of like Oh, I'm just performing as Spider-Man. Like, that's why I kissed her. Like, it's no different than what you do, you know? But, like, she, he's not an actor, actor. So, like, it's not the same thing to her. And she's kind of, like, pointing that out to him of, like, mm-hmm. Spider-Man isn't a character, man. Like, it's you. You're not playing a character. You are Spider-Man. I am not the characters that I'm playing, you know? Yeah. Like someone wrote that script and I have to perform those things. It's not the same thing. And it's sort of like she's bringing that perspective of being an actress into this situation. And he's not really grasping where she's coming from, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just I think it's a really interesting way to play the play the moment. Yeah, especially because the that was our kiss. When that happened for the two of them, she didn't know that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. So, like, that kiss is meaningful for them because you are you when you're in the suit, Peter. That's right. that's who you are. That kiss was meaningful because that was you and me in that moment. 
So even if we give you the full benefit of the doubt and you say, well, I was just being Spider-Man in that moment, that's still you. The reason she like left the altar and, and came to be with him was that she was okay with being with Spider-Man and Peter. That, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. Right. But he's just like, I, I, I like, it is just, it's heartbreaking, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like, I, I know I really like, we were both hitting the drumbeat um, on uh, Preeti's week when it's just such a dumb move on Peter's part when it happens. Um, the, it, it's, a thing where I, I can't even, while I'm watching that part of the movie, be on his side at all. I don't know why he would behave like that at all. But it's almost worth that, like, off note earlier that we get this scene here. Mm-hmm. It's it's worth the, the terrible dumb behavior on his part in the scope of the story that we can get to this type of thing. I think this works really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. And I, I, I do... I like this... I like this stuff uh, and I wish that it was this strong throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the idea of, of them sort of not willing to get their hands dirty in this relationship uh, be almost like they're afraid to, I think that's, that's really good. There's, there's good juicy, truthful stuff there. Um, but unfortunately, you know, this is one of the only scenes where we really like get it. Uh, in this movie because the movie's too preoccupied with like other stuff that's going on in the movie um, yeah. to really give us the the Peter MJ stuff that I, I actually want more of in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. It, just, I, it feels like the strength of these movies is the like the fondness we have for these characters over time. It's just like a a trial run of the type of thing that the MCU would be doing later on where like whole swaths of like the late movies in the MCU were just like people being excited at seeing these characters interact. It doesn't even matter what the big dangerous thing is. And these are characters in 2007 that we've seen for five or six years or something at this point. And it almost makes me wish that this... I, I keep coming up with the phrase like soap opera stuff, but that seems like like I'm being denigrating and I'm not. I just mean like Spider-Man, the comic book is kind of a soap opera story. It's all about, mm-hmm. you know, Peter and his relationships and emotions and like big drama, melodramatic stuff happening because instead of busting out into like song and a musical, we bust out into big costume fights and stuff. Like it's big melodrama soap opera stuff. And that's why we like it that I almost want more of the soap opera in the yeah. movie. Big, big, long ideas on this minute. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's pretty heavy. Uh, we're, yeah. we're watching the, uh, uh, you know, a, a relationship fall apart. Um, ah, geez, Doc. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I just, I just have to, I, I, I gotta, I gotta ring this bell again. Uh, mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst is just knocking this stuff out of the park in this movie. Um, yeah. she's so good. She's so good. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I think that she's, uh, she's legitimately better than this movie deserves, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cause you know, like the, the script here is, it's fine. It's doing what it 
what it has to. Um, mm-hmm. well, the thing that's selling it is her. Uh, I don't even yes. think. I I think that Toby is is doing an admirable job, but like I, you know, just like she did in the second movie, I just think she's acting circles around him. Um, yeah. In this scene. Yeah. Is by and large the the film operates on this like anti-subtlety uh approach you know it's just very much here's the face of the thing and here's all the info and here's the next wacky thing and it's it's kind of fun and intoxicating this way but all of a sudden we have this bit where you know this the surface the stuff on the page might just be an argument about kissing another girl who's in your class but she just makes it so deep and so you know, lived in and it just like hurts your stomach. Like I can watch any 10 seconds of this out of context. And I feel like disappointed in myself for disappointing MJ, even though she's not a real person and I've never met her and I didn't do these things, but that's how intense she is here. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just great. It's just great. I don't know. What do you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's good. I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting here agreeing because everything that you're saying, it's good. It's true. It's all true. It's all yeah. true. It's like a real movie, you know? Like it's like- <laughs> it is. And you just feel so bad for her and you're just cringing and mm-hmm. it's all just sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then the whole... The whole uh, uh, pushing pushing her away um thing the way that she is because i mean that sort of goes back to what you guys were talking about you know earlier as far as her past and and the way that she's perceiving this she's perceiving this as him pushing her away because and that's her baggage that she's bringing to this um because mm-hmm. he's obviously not you know like he doesn't know what he's doing and if she knew anything about him really she would know that you know, he's not doing, he's just a blit. He's an idiot. Like that's, that's the thing. Like he's just, he's, he's, he really is that innocent. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this guy, he just, he has no idea what he's doing. Um, but she's perceiving his actions as pushing her away because that's what everybody's done in her life. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, uh, it's a rough one and he just doesn't know how to handle this. Though I will give it to him, this is the first time he's shut up <laughs> in a while. <laughs> um, so there's that at least. Big blank stare. Yeah, it's like she, this is as charitable as she can be in this scenario, and that the most charitable interpretation she can give to him is that he's trying to push her away because the behavior is that egregious to her, and just like in general, like fairly objectively, it's really egregious behavior on his part to make out with this person from his class in the parade while getting the key to the city. Like it's so bad. Um, but mm-hmm. she's like, this is, I, I can't extend any further of like benefit of the doubt to you. Then I guess you're trying to push me away. And that's so sad. Like that's such yeah. a sad thing where she's like, I hope you're not trying to be, like malicious so i guess you're just trying to distance yourself and it's it's not that he's just an absolute moron but she won't even give him that like it's just sad in both directions that he's that clueless and she's 
I don't even want to give her an adjective because like I, I feel for her. Like, yeah, this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And just the way that he's been acting, I wonder, even if he hadn't kissed Gwen and if Gwen hadn't been at the restaurant, just the way the conversation was even going before that, mm-hmm. like it's it's not a good night to propose. No. And <laughs> I still don't know that this whole thing would have gone well, even if Gwen wasn't in the equation tonight. Yeah. I don't think that it would have went well. Honestly, I think this is probably the best outcome that for both of them because <laughs> she leaves oblivious of the fact that he was going to propose and he doesn't propose. So it really, <sighs> it's probably a small blessing that Gwen showed up because uh, yeah. this could have, this could have gone a whole lot worse. Like just imagine he does the whole proposal and just waiting for her to answer. And she just looked like, are you an idiot? Like what? <sighs> yeah. I think she still would have gotten up and left. And yeah. Then <laughs> yeah. He would just yeah. be like down on one knee next to the table. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what the Mater D would say in that scenario. <laughs> You'd probably bring him the bill, the check. Yeah. Just quietly. Yeah. You can, whenever you're ready. <laughs> whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no rush. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The I've I've uh, I've taken it upon myself to add the gratuity. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to add more if you uh, choose. So, yeah. speaking of that, at the end of this minute, uh, mm-hmm. David does make his way over. So does he? He kind of points as if there was a queue, but uh, well, obviously I, she's leaving. I don't know. I Maybe think he's just he... like is now or never. So. Well, I I think he saw him get out of the chair and thought that uh, he was going down oh, on one knee, um, yeah, or or something. Uh, like she's getting up and he's getting down on one knee, and it's like, yeah, that's I I think that that's what he's thinking is about to happen. Yeah. Um, and it's then like the, when the, she when she leaves, I assume he's just thinking like, oh, okay, so he want he wants it on the table when she comes back. I get it. Um, right, like yeah, this is the time to do it because. Maybe she's just going to the bathroom right now, or she's, I don't know. It's a bigger gesture than the other two gestures, I guess. Like, getting out of your chair is a bigger move than the hand waves that were false alarms. So this has to be it. Yeah. Right? 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 (laughs) It has to be. Maybe he's just fed up. (laughs) He's been here here for three whole minutes. How has he not already done it? (laughs) You always propose before ordering obviously he's got these two other guys on the payroll just standing around he's like all right i gotta get these guys back to work (laughs) it's time here you go it's time yeah uh anyway all right i think uh i think that about uh wraps up what we uh what we talked about um but wrapped up our sad sad feelings yeah (laughs) i think there's it's well it's a a little well i don't want to say that it's lighter tomorrow but (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it's technically lighter. Anyway, sure. uh, yeah. guys, uh, I don't know where 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 can people find you guys? Are you are you guys up to anything currently, podcast wise? Yep. Um, people may remember the last time I was on Spider Man Minute in season two, we were uh, promoting UHF sixty second. Well, mm. if uh, people are paying attention uh by the time you hear this episode you should have actually heard uhf 62nd started so 
Uh, we Yay. actually did something, and uh, and yeah, promises were were fulfilled at to some degree. So <laughs> we'll see what everybody thinks about that. All right, fantastic. Yeah, and I don't have my own podcast, so I just hop around and guest here and there. But you can find me on Twitter at Tabitha T Rex, and you can shout at me there. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, and uh, I think that's. You should also go back and check uh, Jonathan's other podcast, uh, Princess Bride Minute, um, which is uh, a couple years ago now. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, you should you should definitely check that out. Um, so uh, yeah, do that and uh, check out uh, UHF sixty second and uh, uh, check out uh, <laughs> check out Tabitha on Twitter. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hunt down all of her guest spots on everything. Then make yeah. a tab at the playlist. Yeah. It's true. I like it. That would be good. Um, all right. Well, uh, we will be back with uh, with more of the Carlisles and uh, more of this stuff uh, tomorrow <laughs> with Minute 59. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.